You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab your seats. Amen. Please don't fall asleep on me on a Wednesday night. I do have water. If it, <laughs> when I first started, amen, when we first started the ministry, man, I used to throw water at people. And for, for some people, they enjoyed it because it was, our building, our first building was pretty hot. So people would act up just to get water thrown at them, amen. But uh, it's a true story, true story, amen. So, but I do have water today, so yeah, I don't know if you want water today, but just listen up and get you out. I want you to turn to our text in Philippians chapter 1, go down to verse 6. I'm reading out the New Living Translation tonight. Philippians 1, 6, I believe they have it there on the, on the board here, on the, on the monitors, amen. It says, and I am certain that God, somebody say God, who began a good work within you, say within me, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day Jesus Christ returns. Amen. Uh, I want to start a two-part mini-series for Wednesday nights, uh, starting part one today, and then next Wednesday finishing it up on a message I entitled, What God Starts, He'll Finish. What God Starts, He'll Finish. Amen. What God has begun in you, God will follow through in you. Come on, somebody. Come on. I am a work in progress. You are a work in progress. We are all in a work in progress, amen. We all still fall short. Come on, somebody, get real. Come on, we still fall short, amen. No one's perfect in this place, and we're going to make mistakes. So don't get frustrated in your walk. Don't get frustrated with your spouse or your children or your ministry because what God starts he finishes it. Come on, there's some things in our lives, amen. I'm here to let you know that there are certain people in this place that, you know what, God started something in your life and then you don't see it any longer. I'm here to let you know that it's still valid and he will finish it. He will use what he needs to use to get it through. So what he finishes, he'll start because what he started in your life, my God will finish it. He will bring it to completion. Come on, he hasn't forgot about you. For some of you guys thinking, man, what, 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 well, what, what, he started something, but it still hasn't finished or still hasn't come about. See, this good work that I'm talking about tonight has started within us, amen, and continues within our lifetime because he will complete it. It'll be completed when we finally meet him face to face. Come on, when we reach the end of the race, amen, when we finally finish that, that, that finish that and cross that finish line, mark faithful and reach our goal, which is what? What's our goal? Heaven, right? That's what we're here for, right? No, I don't think nobody's here signed up for hell, right? 
We're heaven people still, right? You know, that's our goal, amen, is to reach heaven. But until that day, amen, that day only, this one will be complete. Until then, we are all, say, we are all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress, guys. If you think you arrived, you haven't. Come on, if you think you got it together, you don't. If you think you're, you're, you're there, guess what? You're not. Then there are times in our walk that we feel that, that God hasn't begun this good work inside of us. Come on, or he stopped because there's no change in our life. Or, or we feel that we're in the same place. You ever felt that, that, that you're in the same place? Come on, it's been a couple of years. It seems like, man, it seems like I've never moved. It seems like, you know what, I, God, or God was doing something, but it seems like I'm in the same place. But, but the God, God's good work began on the cross of Calvary. Come on, that good work takes place in our lives. And his work begins within us when we get saved and accept him as Lord and Savior. Come on, have you accepted him as Lord and Savior? Come on, the, the good work has already begun in you. This, this good work has already started, and he will bring it to completion. See, when the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, he enables you and I to be more and more like Jesus Christ every day. Right? But how many know there's times when we feel there's no progress in our spiritual life? You ever been there? You feel like stuck in a rut? Man, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. You're, you're, you're praying. You're reading. But it seems like nothing spiritual is going on inside your life. And we start to think, man, uh, when is God going to call me to be what, I, what He called me to be? Or what I was meant to be? Now, when am I going to start to mature in the Lord? And these questions run in our minds. And there's times that, you know what, what happened? You ever, you ever had a what happened moment? Come on, you're plugged in, you're in church, you're excited for God, and all of a sudden, what happened? You kind of lost it. You ever been lost in your walk? Come on, you're on fire, and the next time, amen, it, man, you, you can't even put gasoline to start you and light a match. I mean, you're, just, you're a dud. Come on, there's dud Christians in there. You know, you're excited, man. Man, I remember you on fire, and all of a sudden, you're just like, ah, whatever. You're not involved no more. You know, we have shotgun preaching. You don't sign up no more. Come on, you don't volunteer no more. There's just things inside our lives, amen. And you're wondering, what in the heck happened? Can I let you know what happened? The devil happened, hallelujah. Come on, every time you sign up, guess what? He signed up to take you out. Come on, you ever, you ever, you ever got involved and all of a sudden trials and storms started coming your way? You're like, what the heck happened? It's because you stepped up. You started doing what God called you to do, and all of a sudden you let the devil punch you and, and, took, and took you out of his plan. And we bite into the lie, and all of a sudden, because when you sign up for this, let me tell you, trials and storms come your way. Come on, he's, you're not going to just, the devil's not going to just let you have church and do your ministry. He's going to attack you and try to stop you. And then there's some, there's some times that we're just going through a season. Everybody goes through seasons. There's seasons. Seasons are, 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 are ways of getting our attention, ways of God talking to us. There's seasons that God's just working some things inside of us. Listen, church, there is no shortcuts to maturity. It takes a full season to grow. 
Just like there's seasons during the year, right? You got winter, spring, summer, fall. The same thing goes with our lives. Sometimes we're in a spring season and everything's growing, right? And then we're in the winter season where everything's just not growing up more. You're cold in your walk. You feel, man, what's, what the heck is going on? A Christ-like character, you got to understand, cannot be rushed. Spiritual growth is like physical growth. It takes time. So don't, don't rush to be where, God, where you want to be. Allow God to gradually grow you. That way when you get there, guess what? You're strong. I've seen a lot of Christians, amen, they get excited, amen, a lot of zeal. And all that's good, church, but they're running 100 miles per hour. By the time they get there, they're pooped out. Come on. Because this is a race that we're in. But this race that we're in is a marathon. That means we gradually just keep running. I mean, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You've got to train like a marathon. Listen, God is not concerned on how fast you grow, but how strong you grow. Come on. We, we've got to grow strong. We, God wants us to be strong Christians. Amen. So when you are discouraged, remember that God won't give up on you. Come on. He wants you to succeed. I mean, believe that. Come on. He wants you to succeed. I'm here to let you know that Jesus is committed to you. Because what he starts, he'll what? He'll finish. What he starts, he'll what? You got to understand that. He's not done with you. Come on, you're not just passing through anymore. You're not just, you know what, I'm just holding on, amen. I'm just trying to make it. No, what he placed in your heart, uh, those desires that he placed in your heart, what he put inside of you when you first got saved, the excitement of, of what you want to do for God, what he starts, he will finish. This, this is not it. You know, so many of us, we got, we got dreams and plans and all this stuff runs and then problems and situations and life hits us, amen, and all of a sudden we stop dreaming. We, we, we stop doing, we, we have, there, there's no vision, amen. All we go is to survival mode. We're just making it. We just want to make, what happened to doing something for God? Come on, doing something that God laid down his life. Now I need to lay down my life for God. But now we're just, we're just making the bare minimum just to get in. Instead of the excitement that God gives us, amen. You know, he saves our life. We, we heard the story this, this past couple of weeks, amen, uh, of what Christ came to do and, and how he died for us. And, and that you know what? That he says that you'll do greater things than what he did. Yet we, we, we believe it in the beginning, and now we kind of just go into a survival mode. We're just kind of just there, but not there. Yeah, talk to you guys. Some of you guys just say, what, what? We get lost. We get lost in our thoughts. We get lost in worry. We get lost because we're worried about our kids. We're worried about our grandkids. We're worried about this. We're worried about that. We're worried about this and this. And all, all this worry starts to come into our lives that, that, that stifles our walk and the dreams that got placed in our hearts. You know, this, this is a... This should be an exciting time, just like my, my wife was saying about the ladies. Are you still relentless, ladies? Or are you weakness now? Uh, did you forget about that? Or, you know, you know, do you need a little, another rah-rah meeting to get you excited? 
Let me tell you, rah-rahs only last for the moment. This has to be inside your heart to do. Always. When you feel incomplete, unfinished, or distressed by the shortcomings of life or trials or storms that hit you, remember God's promises and remember His provision. And know that He is God and learn how to be still in those situations. In those those moments in our seasons, wherever we're going through, sometimes God says you need to be still. Don't quit. Don't run. Don't shut down. Trust God. These are the moments that you've got to trust God. This this theme uh, of, of be still, God is speaking to us. You're going to have to trust Him this time. Don't, don't, don't take matters into your own hands. Trust God. Trust God in your relationship. Trust God in your, in, in your, in your marriage. Trust God in your finances. Trust God in, in every situation. And hold on to the very promises and provision that God has for us. Don't start tripping over misunderstandings. Come on, somebody. Or a delayed prayer. Don't start to freak out. Amen. I've been praying and praying and still doesn't ha- nothing's been happening. Man, if you want to talk about prayer and nothing happening, talk to my wife. Ten years. Ten years. This is me. Ten years. Save my husband. Save my husband. I mean, this is a lot of money for ten years. A lot of trees cut down for this prayer right here. But let me tell you, it got answered. Hallelujah. Come on. It does get answered. Amen. So don't give up on a delayed prayer. Be still and know that he's God. Amen. Man, she got a prize now. Praise the Lord. No, you're my prize. I didn't say me. You're, you're. That's what I, yeah. Listen, the devil works on those who are impatient. He knows how to work on you. If you're impatient, he knows what button to press. He knows what things to do, amen, in your life, amen. And so he works hard on your life. And so we got to get out of the impatience and be still and trust God. Because it's in those impatient moments, amen, that you can lose the very call of God upon your life. You can lose the very destiny that God has set for you, amen. You can lose something that was about to happen, an answer prayer around the corner, but, but because of impatientness and your stubbornness that takes over, that allows bitterness to rise up, and God, the devil rips you off. Come on, somebody, you've been there. It comes quickly. Don't, don't. It comes quickly, church, come on. We can be excited on Sunday and the Wednesday we're like, Sunday, you're excited, praising God because your family's here. And then Wednesday night, like, I don't want to praise God. You got to praise God no matter what. Come on, we don't just praise God when everything's flowing. Got money in your pocket, everything's good. Got food, amen. You got, you got, you got God in the flowing, amen. Like, man, this is great, amen. You got, you got to thank God and just, you know, worship God through beans and rice and Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah, bring a tortilla, throw some chili on those frijoles, boom. Let's make, a, let's make a meal. Enjoy it. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10, the Message Bible puts it like this. For anyone out there who does not know where you're going, anyone gro- groping in the dark, here's what. 
Trust God and lean on God. The New Living Translation puts it like this. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. Those are the moments that we need to trust God. Those are the moments, amen, when you're going through a hard time or going through a dark time in your life that you need to trust God. You need to be still and know that he's God in your situations. Those are the times that you don't cry out in complaint. You don't cry out and I quit. You don't cry out, I'm out of here. You cry out, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to lean upon you. Don't let your present condition rob you from the joy of knowing God or keep you from growing closer to Him. Storms and battles, guys. I know that storms and battles and trials will show you who you really are. Come on. We can see you when you're happy. But we, we you know, storms and trials, those, those, that, those bring out the real you inside of you. Come on. You can smile when you're happy. Can you smile in a storm? Come on, can, 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 you, can you dance uh, when it's raining? Hallelujah. Can you do these things? I mean, you see, once you let Christ in, somebody say, Christ, come on in. Come on. Once you let Christ in, he starts exposing things in your life that need to be removed through his word. You know, a lot of people don't read the word. Why? Because there's things that you're doing that you're not supposed to be doing. So you don't read the Word because it brings conviction. And so every time you read the Word, it's like, oh, man, ah, ah. And so we say, oh, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. And even when I preach out here, sometimes you go, la, 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 in your mind. Because you don't want to hear the truth. Amen. Come on. It's, it's when, we, when, we, when, Christ let, when you start letting Christ inside your life, when you say, God, uh, you died for me. I, lied, I laid down my life for you, God. Come into my life, Holy Spirit. Come into my life. And then he says, okay, you want me to come in? He knocks and you let him in. He starts cleaning your house. Come on. He starts looking. He starts cleaning. Come on. It's just like somebody coming and visiting your house. Amen. I can come to your house and say, you know, pastor's here. Amen. Shh. All right, pastor, I'll be right there. Put it all the way. Then you do that little, hi, pastor. Come on in. Oh, man, your house is... Nice and clean. Oh, sis. Oh. You open the closet and plus the kids come out too. Goat. <laughs> you have a goat? Oh my oh yeah, we Billy. Is it Billy? Pancho. Billy. Billy the goat, not Lily. I'm not that bad. Come on, he starts exposing those things in your life that need to be removed. And that's why you got to let Christ inside of you. If you want to grow strong and you want to remain all the way and finish this race that you and I are running, guys, we need more of God's Word inside of us that we can be stronger, amen, and remove the junk that needs to be removed. These are things that are stopping you. These are things that are delaying the prayers that God wants to 
give you or answer them in your life, amen. But we're, we're not putting the word of God inside of us, amen. We need to remove bitterness and, and, and unforgiveness and all these things that are inside of us that, that we, can, we can cover it up with a smile on the outside, amen. But once you start exposing it through the word of God, he really shows you who you really are. He will allow a storm to hit your life. He will allow battles to come your way, church. Trials to take place. But at the moment you let him in, God starts working in your life. He starts moving things inside your life. That's when you start to completely surrender to God. Have you said that? God, I surrender my life to you. I, I completely give you my life. Or pray, or pray that prayer that Jesus prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. These are the things that God is looking for people, amen, that will completely surrender their lives to God. And he can start to begin a good work inside of you. Philippians 1, 6 in the NIV says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. See, discipleship is the process of confront, uh, conforming to Christ. That's what discipleship is all about. You know, when we meet here with gold men or you ladies meet here on Friday night, the discipleship is all, coming to church or whatever it is. All it is is discipleship, the process of conforming to Christ. We're, we're becoming more and more like Jesus. Christ's likeness is our destination. It's to be like Jesus. Come on, that, that's what the, that's what the, our ultimate goal is, church, is to be like Christ. Not to be like me, not to be like them or so forth, not to be uh, whatever image of what you look as a Christian to be. A Christian should be Christ, Christ-like. But this journey to get there will last, will last a lifetime. In this journey, listen, I want you to listen to this. In this journey we, uh, that we're in involves believing through worship, belonging, through fellowship, and becoming discipleship. This is the journey that we're in. Amen. Come on. It involves believing through worship. It belongs, belonging through fellowship and becoming through discipleship. Every day, God wants us to be more and more like Jesus. And somebody say amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10, New Century Version says this. You have begun to live the new life in which you are being made new and becoming like the one who made you. See, in today's world, we're obsessed with speed. Come on, getting things done fast, getting things done quick, amen. But God is more interested in strength. Not getting the job half done. Not fast like this. We want everything fast. We want, we want things to just snap. We want our kids in place. We want our, our spouses in place. We want everything to, just like this. God, I want, I want it overnight. God, I want, I, want, I want everything fixed like this. And God says, man, it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. It takes some time for strength to come. See, the problem with most of us, we want a quick fix. Fix, fix. I need water. Hallelujah. Too fast. I want a quick fix. We want to find the shortcut to our situation. We want our circumstance gone in a snap of our fingers. 
We want pastor to come and deliver a sermon that will remove and resolve all your problems. Remove all your temptations. Release you from all your pain. And if that happened, this place be packed out. But real maturity, church, listen, listen, is never a result of a single experience. Doesn't matter how powerful the sermon is, the revival, the conference was. God has touched me in many, many ways and in powerful ways, but I'm still growing. Come on, I'm still unfinished. Come on, I'm still a work in progress. But what God starts, He'll what? He'll finish. He'll bring it to completion, guys. Don't, 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 don't get mad because things are not lining up. But at the same time, don't quit. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't get frustrated in the moment. God sometimes may be testing your faithfulness, your commitment. Come on, He's not impressed by your one prayer that you do. Come on. He's not impressed because you showed up to prayer that morning. He's not impressed with that. He's impressed with commitment. He's impressed with faithfulness. He's impressed with loyalty. He's impressed with someone that, that keeps on going even though things are not hitting their lives well. Or things are not going well. This person is trusting me. He's, he's not giving up. She's not giving up. Amen. She's loving me despite I haven't moved or I haven't answered that prayer yet. God's impressed by that. God's impressed by a person that gives their tithe when they really need it. He's impressed by that. He's impressed by the person that gets on their knees and starts crying out, amen, instead of complaining out. He's impressed by that. He's impressed by the one that, you know what, I, I, you know what I'm tired, I, I don't want to go, but comes to church anyway because he, he wants to get into the presence of God. He's, he's impressed by that. He's impressed by someone that, you know what, I'm going to remain still in this situation and know that he's God. He's impressed by that. He's impressed by the woman that keeps praying for breakthrough in their, her household and just not give up and keeps praying. Even though she mourns and cries out to him, he's impressed by that. He's impressed by the one that does not give up and say, you know what, that's it. I'm done. He's impressed by that. He's impressed by the person that says, you know what? What God began in me, He's going to finish it. And I'm going to believe that. He's impressed by that. See, there's things that we need to do on our side. Church. In order for God to do something on His side. And I'm not saying that God won't bless or do things out of the ordinary. He does that. But sometimes He's impressed by the faithfulness and the loyalty and the faithfulness that you show Him even when things are not going your way. That impresses Him. Because He sees your heart. He doesn't see a feeling or emotion. He sees faithfulness. He says, you know what? She's trusting in me. He's trusting in me. He's impressed by that. He's impressed by the faithfulness and the commitment of every day of making that commitment, I'm going to open my word and read it. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to church when those doors are open. And I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to serve 
in the midst of my trial. I'm going to do my ministry in the midst of my, my storms. I'm going to preach. You know what? Everything's great in my life, even though things are going in my life. He's impressed by that. Because when you preach that way and you live that way and you do those things, that means you're being still knowing that He's God in your situation. And understand that what He's begun, the good work that He began in you, He will bring it to completion. It's going to come through, church. Your dreams, your desires will all come true if you keep doing what you need to do and impress God. When you do that, church, He'll move. I mean, He'll move. And He knows it when you're just in it for something. When you, you can't trick God. He knows your motives. He knows your heart. But when you do it with a good heart, He knows that. And He's impressed by that. You know, He's not impressed by how loud you, you pray or how loud you, you sing Him in just to get some kind of attention. On the Pharisees did that. On stand on the corners, put put all kinds of things on fasting, you know, just to get some some brownie points from the the congregation or something. I was impressed by the one that gets on their knees and you know what today I'm going to fast on my own. I'm going to seek my God on my own. I'm not going to tell nobody what I'm doing. On my own. He's impressed by that. Person that, you know what? God is going to finish what He started. I'm going to close tonight. Let's understand that we're all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. Growth is gradual. But once you grow in one area, guess what? There's another area that he has to deal with you. Come on, he works on that one area and he goes, okay, we got that done. You've seen that? Now we've got to work right here. Now we've got to work on this part right here. We're always growing, church. We're always, it's, it, 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 it never stops. The process never stops. That's why Paul says, you know, I haven't arrived. All I do is what? Forget what's behind and I go forward. To what lies ahead, and then I keep my eyes on the prize. Can you see your prize, church? Can you see your prize in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your battle, in the midst of your temptations and things that surround you? Can you still see the prize? Because that's what you got to keep your eye on. You know, the devil's not going to block anything. Sickness is not going to block me from the prize. Things that hit my life is not going to block me from the prize. I, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm, I'm shooting for. Like Paul says, you know, I, I don't aim, I don't aim aimlessly. I know what I'm hitting. I know what what I'm trying to hit. You know, I'm not like a man beating the wind. You don't know how to fight, devil. You don't even know where he's at. <laughs> Start hitting like. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble if I start saying things. But 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 somebody that 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 knows where he's where he's going, what what he's fighting, he knows his enemy. Why? Because he's read his word. He's prayed to God. He he 
knows what he do, what he needs to do. And so when the enemy comes, he, he knows it's, you know, it's not flesh and blood. We like to know it's, we, we like to think it's flesh and blood, so we take it out on each other. We take it out on our spouses. We take it out on brothers and sisters in the church. But it's not against flesh and blood. It's like, devil, I know what you're doing. And I know who I need to hit. It's not my brother. It's not my sister. It's you. He's, he's, he, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So you know what? You've got you to fight that. Sometimes the devil is on your spouse, but no, no, I'm just playing. But you got to still recognize the enemy, church. Cast that demon out. Come here, woman, I'm going to lay hands on you. No, no, I'm just playing. You got to know where you're going, guys. You got to know. Someone that knows how to, that's fighting the right fight, you, you know he's fighting right. He's hitting right. He knows where he's aiming. You know the one that doesn't because they're running all in circles. They don't know what freaking out. So what they go into a panic mode. Someone panic. They panicked. They're not. They're not concentrated on concentrating on what they need to really do. Like somebody that's drowning. They panic instead of saying, "All I gotta do is." That's all it really is, you know. And sometimes, well, the force is right there. Not even drowning, you know. You're right there, and you're freaking out. <laughs> there, there, a joke right there. <laughs> Just stand up. Oh, okay. You're freaking out. There are other areas, you know, that we still need to go in. God, God brings it storms and trials and battles that we face because he wants to bring maturity in our lives. Let me close with this scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. The message Bible says this, our lives gradually become brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become more like him. Amen? What God starts, he'll finish church. Just keep following be still. Amen? Why don't we all stand up?